Hello, this is Tommy Barco with Barco Financial, and you're listening to The Essential Podcast. Today, we're talking about something very near and dear to my heart, essentialism. All right. Well, thanks for joining us as always. Uh, today, I have Matt Yaksha with me. He's usually on uh, the podcast here, valuable strategic partner and friend of our practice, and uh, is... Um, here to help us unpack this a little bit and talk about essentialism and what's important. What's up, Matt? Hey, Tommy. How's it going? Very well. Very well. How about yourself? I'm excellent, Tommy, and excited to talk about essentialism, a topic that, of course, you're very passionate about, but actually got me hooked on after you sent me a copy of the book. Yeah, you know, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've been impacted in such a great way, personally and professionally, and uh, even our, our practice and our clients as well. And um, just and really passionate about it and uh, love sharing it with folks. Well, and I'm, and I'm glad you did because it's made a big difference in my life. Uh, for those, I guess, who, who don't know, why don't we just start out by explaining what essentialism is? Yeah, great place to start, Matt. So this all began with me from a book called Essentialism. It's by Greg McEwen. And uh, what really jumped out to me and got me to read this book was its subtitle or the tagline here on the cover, which is The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And if, if you read the book, you'll see you know, that there's a slight elaboration on that and that essentialism by definition is the disciplined pursuit of less but better. And so there's so much noise in our world and in our lives, in our businesses, and uh, it's constantly forced into our lives. And as a result, we end up being distracted from what uh, is truly essential, you know, whether uh, we're pursuing success and not being able to focus on the things that actually lead to true success or, you know, something uh, extremely essential like our family or our business, our highest point of contribution. So the disciplined pursuit of less but better, that would be how I would uh, describe essentialism for all of our listeners that aren't familiar. Well, and discipline is really the key component behind it. It's something that you have to continually work on. And, you know, what really stuck out to me on the discipline piece was the closet story. Uh, that really drew me in to continue with the book. It's about, you know, 20 pages in. I'm not sure how well you remember it, Tommy, but why don't you share the premise behind it? Because I think it's a great way to understand how essentialism can impact your life. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I, I discovered this uh, book shortly after it was written in 2014 and uh, read it several times that year. And uh, now I actually reread it every year. It's it's kind of fresh every time, but it's a great way to start the year. The closet story is is uh, what resonates most with people and is one of the first things you encounter, like you said. And it really comes uh, to tee up, you know, what you can expect from the book and from essentialism, which is, you know, think of your life as a closet. And there are so many things, whether it's choices that we've already made, uh, which, you know, would the analogy would be clothes we've already purchased that are still in our closet that um, we don't choose to wear. They don't serve a purpose, maybe. And uh, it outlines just a process for how to uh, address that. You know, what what a professional uh, organizer would do for your closet is kind of what uh, essentialism can do for your life personally and professionally. You know, I think about things in my house like junk drawers, right? Everybody's got one. Always seems to be full and you keep putting it off, putting it off. And eventually it gets so full you have to do something about it. And really essentialism is putting in that process to not only keep the drawer organized, 
but also keep it as empty as possible. And then the other thing you have to combat is other family members or even friends putting things in that junk drawer. Same thing also happens to us at work or, you know, at that volunteer position you may have. You just keep getting uh, more and more things thrown into the drawer and things start to stack up again. So kind of getting into it a little bit more, Tommy, in what ways has essentialism affected your everyday life? Man, there are so many, but the the one that that uh, I, that comes to mind is um, protecting our ability to play without guilt, you know, and to have fun, to be free to choose to engage in those activities. And had I actually read another book um, that was uh, called "Play It Away," and it hit me like a ton of bricks that it's very difficult for me to to have guilt free play. In other words, it's hard to unplug. Um, take time to really focus on something you enjoy uh, that is not related to to work and so because I, I i love what i do and it's always on my mind so it's well, easy wanna, to easy to slip into that well you want to serve your clients to the best of your ability but really it comes down to that the fact that we are always plugged in there's always that email that you can answer from work that text message maybe from an employee or you know that volunteer job you may have so really hard to disconnect Exactly. So you have to protect that and give yourself permission to play and, and schedule it. You know, book an appointment with yourself to, to unplug. Uh, another thing from essentialism I gathered was a quarter, quarterly personal offsite, which was to get out of the office and get away. Uh, of course, on vacations, you want to uh, protect yourself from, from work and from those activities. So that's been a big impact. You know, I have young children and they love to play, but they're getting older and they're having more responsibility, more obligation. And so I'm even seeing how important it is to preserve that in their lives. And then it's also something we can do together. So now I schedule uh, free days into my, my monthly calendar. And those are days that I can play and, and not feel guilty about it because I'm, I've planned for it and I'm not taking from the other essentials, you know, other aspects of our lives. Excellent. So since you've been doing this for a while, what would you say are some good first steps for somebody who wants to essentialize their life? And there's so much here. And uh, again, uh, that's what draws it, me to it over and over and why I'm very passionate about it. Because uh, you can take a, uh, an application now that uh, really impacts you. And then, you know, you're peeling back another layer and there's another application. So lots of depth here. But I think one of the biggest takeaways for me, and this is probably in part my personality, was that uh, it's okay to say no. And actually, it's it's a good thing and should be celebrated. And so I would share that with the listeners as kind of the first thing. You know, pause before you commit. Um, and that could be for, you know, uh, uh, a birthday party for your children or grandchildren. You, you know, it goes on and on professionally, personally. We're constantly faced with decisions and yes or no decisions at that. And so it's okay to say no it should be celebrated more than it is because, you know, as he points out, you know, we've taken the, the word priority and pluralized it. And that's a relatively recent development in history and in language, you know, that can there really be multiple first things? Um, I don't believe so. And so, you know, maybe there are priorities for different uh, ac- aspects of our lives and maybe different sleeves. Um, if you wanted to categorize your activity, um, but, there really can only be truly one thing that would be what's essential and, and what everything else that doesn't complement that or contribute to that would be, it should be a pretty easy no. 
So you could evaluate those trade-offs and make that decision. So I guess the biggest takeaway, Matt, is everybody say no to everything. (laughs) Well, you can't say no to this. Uh, Why don't we keep it essential and close it up for today? Yeah, for sure. I'd love to talk about this more. And um, thankful that everybody joined us here. As always, I hope you're uh, enjoying learning about something that I'm very passionate about. It'd mean a ton to me if you drop a note or leave some feedback on our Facebook page about this podcast and about essentialism. And be sure to tell us what's essential to you. So thanks for joining us. You can find us online at barcofinancial.com. That's my last name, B-A-R-K-O financial.com. And there's links there to Facebook and everything else. So we'd love to connect. Until next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music here. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the Essential Podcast. Just have a quick disclosure for you here. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.